This is Fiat Vox, a Berkeley News podcast. I'm Anne Bryce. In the last episode, UC Berkeley professor Philip Congotanda discussed how the Asian American movement, which began at Berkeley in the late 1960s, inspired him to write his own music and led to his becoming one of the most prolific playwrights of Asian American themed work in the U.S. And the idea for me was finally, finally I found that I did have a story, you know, with this face, with this body, and with this embodiment of history, and that I can now write about that, uh, and all these stories that haven't been told. Today, in the last episode of a three-part series, Gotanda discusses today's surge in anti-Asian racism, something he thought was in the past, and how the Department of Theater, Dance, and Performance Studies is joining the systemic shift that Gotanda sees happening across the country. We'll also hear from a student of his, Wesley Tam, about how Gotanda's Asian American Theater Workshop inspired him to start the ARC Repertory Theater on campus. Philip, you joined UC Berkeley as um, a theater professor in 2014, and you most often teach playwriting courses, um, and you just finished teaching an Asian American theater workshop. Can you talk about some of the things that you all do in the workshop? We read plays, we discuss plays, we enact plays in class, and then I also have them develop their own material. And just very simple stuff, your name, what does it mean, where you come from, how do you feel about yourself in relationship to dominant culture, are you an international student, what does that mean to be Asian, Asian American, that's, a, that's rather an interesting topic. Wesley Tam, who graduated this May, first took Otanda's Asian American Theater Workshop in 2018. At the beginning of the workshop, Gotanda asked students to introduce themselves and say where they were from. I think a lot of people really started with, obviously, their family history and coming to the U.S. I think that's a really crucial part of not only being Asian American, but also, I think, people in the U.S. in general, kind of understanding how their families got to the U.S. So that was something that I kind of started to talk about in regards to me and my history. My mom was born in the U.S. in San Francisco and raised half in San Francisco, half in Hong Kong. And my dad was born in Vancouver and moved to San Francisco when he was quite young. And so just kind of reflecting on how that has given me, you know, kind of many of the opportunities that I've, that I am given today. You know, it's not like the class ends and then we kind of go home and just stop thinking about these kinds of things. You know, I think that it's a constantly evolving process. So Wesley, you met, some students in the class. And together, you founded the ARC Repertory Theater on campus in 2019 that performs work by Asian and Asian American playwrights. Why did you decide to start the student theater group? I felt that I wanted kind of a space where I can kind of combine issues of Asian American identity and theater as as kind of a medium that I'm familiar with, that I'm interested in, that I want to kind of engage with um, at a deeper level than necessarily just you know, having a group where we can watch movies like Crazy Rich Asians and Minari and other, you know, really fantastic movies, obviously, but don't really get 
deeper at the surface to kind of really interrogate why those movies are effective or not effective and what they contribute or don't contribute to um, topics about Asian American issues, identity, um, immigration, for example, things like that. And so I think there definitely is a lot of work to be done in this regard. And so, you know, no matter how small the organization is or no matter how small the discussion is, I think that it's a really great start to being able to interrogate these ideas of what it means to be Asian American, what it means to theater, what it means to be an actor with a certain body, with a certain history, with a certain background in a performing arts space. Now, with anti-Asian racism and violence on the rise, it's more important than ever, says Gotanda, to have difficult conversations about race and power while keeping in mind everyone's unique experiences and histories. My thought has always been, you know, um, you know, the idea the arc of the universe bends towards justice, you know, and that no matter what's going on, I always felt there's a part of me that felt, of course, the whole thing, though, the whole juggernaut is, is shifting and moving in the right direction. And it's become evident in the last, you know, four years with Trump that there was so much sleeping beneath the surface and that it just needed somebody to to say it out loud long enough hard enough with a certain position that that kind of brought out this kind of the stuff that's this part of the earth you know I, I just consider this is part of america and it's systemic i hate to use that word over and over but you know so easily triggered and and right now amidst this anti-asian violence that's something i thought was gone. I truly thought was gone. And to see it reemerge again uh, is, uh, it's disheartening for me personally. You know, if I were younger, I would say I'm rageful. Uh, now I'm, I'm angry, but I'm very, very disheartened that after all this time, here we are again. And uh, it has to be addressed. How does one approach something that's ongoing, that you're in the midst of, in a university setting in which the class is not uh, entirely Asian? It's mixed. And so how do you approach these particular issues from sort of the inside-out point of view, from being, this begins with being Asian-American, Asian, and then looking outward and looking at the world in relationship to Asians being at the center? And... Um, when you have students who are outside of that, international Asian students, people who are non-Asian, other other BIPOC or people of color on the margins, you know, again, how does one teach a course that is Asian American centric from that point of view and also be inclusive of these of these other peoples, dominant culture, international, other marginalized peoples, because they're all different. I think they all have to be nuanced in how you approach them. Gotanda says that the Department of Theater, Dance, and Performance Studies has begun to compile a canon of works by people of color as a resource, and that it's now required that at least 60% of the material that they teach in the department be created by people of color. We're working really hard to say, this is the compendium. This is the canon 
look through this. You can pull from it directly. We're making it easy for you. I do believe there's so much that is is shifting, and it feels it feels organic this time. You know, I you know I've been around long enough that there have been these periods where people say, "Oh, we're in a major cultural shift." You know, this is a uh, inflection point. But I do believe, like something definitely is 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 changing, and changing in a way that's more than just lip service, a temporary kind of fix. This feels much more systemic, which is what you have to do ultimately. This is Fiat Vox, a Berkeley news podcast. I'm Anne Bryce. You can subscribe to Fiat Vox, spelled F-I-A-T-V-O-X, wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more episodes, visit our podcast page on Berkeley News at news.berkeley.edu slash podcasts.